0: We each have our own gift to give, and yours is unique. What reality you want to create? It's your choice, always. No one can take that from you. I've got Ed Lattimore here, and I'm super pumped because, uh, dude, I've been following you on Twitter for for a long time, and I, you just seem to really say profound shit, and also like <laughs> it, do it in a in a fun and entertaining way. I bought your your. You have an ebook called uh, "Engagement is a New Cocaine," I think.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. Where I talk about um, the ideas, some of the ideas that I use when it comes to writing, not just on Twitter, but that's that's you know what it was designed for but but it turns out and, and someone pointed this out to me who bought the book it, it was just like english in high school <laughs> it's, it, if they had twitter when we were in high school <laughs> i wish we would we would have learned a lot more uh, about like alliteration and parallelism and anaphora and metaphor yep. and like how to use that to really be a good writer but instead we're just you know we're taught it with with text from like a hundred years ago. Right. So uh, I, as my
0: audience knows, I'm an alliteration geek. I love it. I I actually did a show when this whole coronavirus thing started called crushing the coronavirus with Calvin Corelli and his (laughs) (laughs) co-conspirators.
1: Yeah. Yes. And it works. Like like you can see, you know, it works. It sounds something about these stuff, these devices, they just sound more pleasing to our ear. And if you can use those, and right, write, like, like, you have good content, good things to say, right? Uh, you can go really, really far, in my opinion. And then, you know, and I think I'm a, a great example of that. There, there are tons of people who have like more real, like, real life fame. Like, they walk down the street, and people go, ah, oh, that us, you know. And and I have more followers than I'm, or they follow me, you know. Every, every day I find someone, uh, new with a blue check mark, where I'm like, oh, wow, that person follows me, that's crazy. Sweet. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, and the, the, I remember Tony Robbins talks about, like, we remember stuff when there's emotion associated with it, right? So if you can make people chuckle a little or just, like, smile, like, or something that just shifts in yeah. their head because you write it in a compelling way, like, it's going to stick more,
1: right? Draw draw stats, you know? People, people do these, like, generic... L- list of ideas and things and i'm like you know the list is good because it's short and it's easy to remember and it's engaging and people like look at a thing and they go oh man that looks like it's gonna be tough to read i'm not gonna touch that right but but they get the idea with the, with the list that's why like all the websites go you know eight lessons this or seven songs that but where they mess up the 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 points in the list are just so buoyantly just boring, and I'm like, if you just tweak that, just little, just little, you're gonna have a home run. You're gonna like, like, and you know what's funny? Where I learned this, mm-hmm. uh, my training in school, I, I went to school, my degrees in physics, and there's tons of writing in physics and science in general. People don't realize that because you have to write a clear lab report, and the lab report you have to use precise language. But you have to, and you also have to, you know, explain things clearly so, you know, your results are replicable and people know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, that that sounds kind of cut and dry, but what it does instead is it really gives you an appreciation for the word you choose. And if you take that appreciation, that technical mastery, and you put it into a, a stylistic device, you can go really far. But it also lets you know, you know, when, you, when you're kind of breaking rules and having fun. And, right, and right, You can do it. You, you, you really, what, I, what I've really become over the past few years, and this was never the plan, uh, is, is I think I've really gained control over the English language to the point where, like, uh, it benefits me, like like for, for, for all intents and purposes, my life is, you know, my income and my connections, everything is from my ability to use words, whether that's, it be to teach or whether it be to so entertain. So that's, that's a
0: fascinating you know. point, right? Because like, so the, with the physics thing, I think I resonate with that also because, you know, I'm a software engineer, right? So that sort of engineering language has always been like very, had that like very precise in my use of language. Whenever possible, right? And um so they think things there's something to that mindset, right? Whether it's physics or you know, engineering of like stringency and, and sort of yeah. knowing exactly what you're doing, <laughs> how
1: you're using the words. It's like um, you know, you, you don't really learn how to be creative until you have restraints placed on you. I really right. believe Yeah, yeah. And and so because I, because I know that I, I'm i only working with a certain number of words and I can't go any further, or mm. I'm working at a certain level of assumption and to go any further than that, or to explain a, a concept more to it on a different level, I'm gonna need to introduce, introduce more words and possibly draw people off the main point. You become cognizant of these things, things that uh, people don't normally think about. And when you start thinking about them, I really think that your writing improves, and this is one of the best things about Twitter. You know, I got look. I, I have I have one hundred and twelve thousand followers and some change, right? But I got my fur. I got my K. I call it the K. You know, when you get so many followers, they have to add a K at the end, right? And that's when you when you you know get ten thousand plus. I got my ten thousand followers back before the uh, they doubled the character limit, so I was already having a lot of fun. You know, I realized these limitations are excellent because they make you, if you use them, mm. they make you a better writer. And one of the things I teach everyone is, I'm like, you know, stay away from threads. Guys use threads because they're lazy writers. Mm. I'm like, no, 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 no. Make yourself express the point in 280 characters. I like that. Chances are, if you can do that, and you just continually do it, you just build a habit, you're going to learn how to say more with less, mm-hmm. and and sometimes even fewer. You know, and it's gonna it's it's gonna have a profound effect on how people. You know, it, it hits them like that's how what I describe my words. Like, a lot of times, I think I hit people, and 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 they remember it. Mm-hmm. Because, because I, I say all the time, you know, I'm not saying anything new. Like, like you know, I love to go, I'm the most original dude in the world, and everyone should follow my thoughts because my thoughts are, you know, are, are the, 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 the stuff, right? But I know that that's not true. And that's, again, I'm aware of that limitation. I know... I don't. I, I'm never trying to be original. I'm never trying to come up with a new insight. What I what I do try to do is I try to put my perspective, my experience, my way of wording to it.
0: I think that's a powerful yeah. lesson for for anything. Like so, at Simplero, we do we you know online courses and memberships and that kind of stuff. And I think that's that's one of the things that our customers also struggle with is is you know, oh, but like, am I the best in the world at this? Like, there's so many other people that it's like, yeah, no, screw that, right? Like, are you able to express it in a way that's your way to express it? That's, you know. um,
1: Yeah, you know, like like I wrote a book, uh, Sober Letters to My Drunken Self, and it was about dealing with the transition point from drinking to sobriety. And I wrote that as a, and, and I'm sure I said nothing new, right? About about addiction or getting sobriety, nothing, nothing like a real old school like you know guys with ten years and like three three big ass chips are gonna be like, man, I've been in the game, I've been you know for that long, nothing new, right? But what I add, what I add, it was my own experience, my Mm -hmm. own perspective, my own way of writing things, whatever, Mm -hmm. right? Um, What I thought was important to me, and the
0: more, I'm still learning this. Like the more personal you make it the more general it becomes, right? Yeah, isn't and, and that weird? It's but. so strange, it's so crazy. Yeah, I, this morning we had a coaching call with, with a group and I read people this poem that I wrote back in November. I haven't read it, read it for anyone uh, since except this morning, but it's just, like someone was asking a question, that it just felt compelled. And that's like such a deeply personal story in that poem. And then like sharing with the group was like, Pop, pop, pop. You just hear the the everything popping in people's you know minds and hearts. It's it's still confusing to me, but it, it really it, works.
1: It's it's an interesting idea, you know. The the more, what would they they teach like when you are speaking, speak to one person, right? Mm-hmm. When you're writing, write to one person. When you're expressing yourself, now we we found another derivative of that, which is when you are trying to be. Uh, the more specific you try to become, the more you try to be, the more general your advice will appear. Right. And and that is so I actually never I love I love when I get a new insight. I've actually never really thought of that. But but I always, always say, you know, your way of saying I always say, you know, you take your insights from your specific kind of area of expertise and and then trying to explain them you're going to do, you're going to do wonders. You're going to be surprised about how many people connect because the meta ideas across all fields, you know, are the same. Shooting a gun is different than throwing a football, but the idea of practice and deliberate intent, you know, intention focus on the process versus the outcome is the same. And I'm just, man, really, my mind, my mind's taking it all in right now. But but I, I really, I agree with that. The more specific you can be, the more general you can become. And, and, and you have to remember, I mean, anyone listening, and I think you you get this either implicitly or explicitly, that the, the you're not becoming general for the sake of becoming uh, more popular, more widely accepted, or or have more people vibe with you. You know that that's not the goal. You're you're becoming general because our experiences are shared. They're mm-hmm. just you know through different mediums that we reach the same kind of and or we we have the same filet, like someone knows loss, how they know loss is right. you know, their own personal journey, someone knows love, how they know love is their own personal journey, right. etc. Yeah, it's et so like you,
0: you can you can identify. It was like, yeah, and then I went through a really painful experience. Like it's like, great, I've done that too, right? But nobody can nobody can identify with that, nobody can feel it, versus like, yeah, and then I, you know, um got a call that my husband had crashed in his car and was dead, right? Like, okay, wow, now now we're talking. And like, yeah, and I went there and you walk through the story. Like, it gets very specific and then we can all relate to it. And then like, yeah, I've been in this situation where I felt a similar feeling and now it becomes personal. Um, yeah, I think, I, so I wanted to hear, so you you mentioned that like addiction and sobriety and all that. So I wanna get your your story that one of the, the key themes of this show is, is What is your journey to find sort of that inner inner fire, that inner drive in yourself? And so it sounds like a period of addiction was kind of trying to drown that stuff out, like, you know, numbing out in some way, right?
1: (laughs) Um, Uh, Yeah, you know everybody just sees, I'm, I'm I'm, always in awe, I go, man, I'm 35, and that's not that old, I mean, but it's not that young, it is, it is right what they say it is, you know, yeah, I guess that's middle age, and, and it, and I think about where I am now, compared to where I started, like, we want to go like, I started this journey, and it was a serious, intentional, deliberate move to, to undo a lot of my bad habits, cultivate a lot of good ones, and really make progress. And, and we'd say, you know, I, I think 28, I, I use my sobriety date. Really, 27, I was 27, but it was like December 23rd is my sobriety date, uh, 2013. So I just kind of jump and go, I was 27, 28. Um, and here's the thing, man um, your priorities have to be be right. And even if they're off by a little bit, the longer they're, the, 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 obviously, you know, it change over time. And, you know, if you, if you're off by this much at the beginning and then that little one degree difference after a long amount of time, and you know, it's, it's a big difference. I was off. I was, I I cared about the wrong things. I really think that, and one of the things I cared about just to be more, even more specific, I wanted to be well liked. I wanted to be, Popular. I wanted. I wanted. You know. I. I. I didn't. God of approval. Understand. The god of approval. Yeah, I call the god it. god of yes. approval. You know. I. I, yeah. I was chasing. And I was chasing approval from, from people, uh, like 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 both men and women in different ways, obviously. And one of the ways I thought that that it would work is if I could somehow be this cool party cat, drink or whatever. But a funny thing happened. Uh, just, just a series of, of of events and experiences. I forgot how to socialize and be interesting without alcohol. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, you. you and, I had, and so, so I
0: moved. I moved to <laughs> India in twenty. Same time, I moved to India in twenty twelve, and and the first five months there were like no alcohol, um, no meat, no coffee, that kind of thing. And I made I made some local friends there, and I realized. In my entire adult life, I've never made a friend without alcohol. Isn't that fucking oh, crazy?
1: Isn't that mind honest? blowing, man? Right, dude. I'm like, whoa. And so, like, and so, you know, there there came a point in my boxing career. I, I got a really great opportunity I, I got recruited to go train out in Los Angeles they were paying for everything but I was I was lonely it was I was suddenly moved out there and I didn't have a driver's license I didn't know anyone right um, and my driver's license was suspended but nothing related to alcohol it was a stupid unpaid ticket point is I spent a lot of time alone but in California unlike I live in one of two states right where where the uh where the alcohol is sold by the state, California is not one of those states. So I walk over to Target and get a bottle of booze and it just, it got even worse and worse and worse because I was drinking to find a sense of togetherness, you know, and to, to, to feel better, to, to try and rekindle what, what was, uh, what I had back home when I was around people, which is, oh, we're gonna go out to drink, 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 you know? <laughs> that was the social environment and once I decided, I remember very clearly what, what, how it worked. I, I, you know, I had one bad night of drinking and I woke up and it was right after I got back from my training, uh, for my initial entry into the military. And I said, okay, I got, I got too much to lose now. I had, I was, um, Just there. I I enrolled in school. That's why I went to the military. I was in the military now. My professional boxing career was just starting. And and the girl, you know, I live with and we're together now. And I, you know, I had just met her and I was like, okay, a lot of this, you know, and I felt like she had some, some good potential and, you know, it was right. We're still here eight years later and seven, seven, eight, seven years. I think something like that. Then you ask her, eight, ask me, seven, whatever. Right. But (laughs) Uh, we're, we're all here, and I said, "Okay, I got, I got some real stuff that I really want to be. I'm going to aim to be respected now."
0: And yeah, that made a big difference
1: because when you're liked, you're not necessarily respected. And in fact, a lot of times you have to act in a way that's going to make you get less respect, so you can get that short-term boost of liking and approval. And you're also going to
0: respect yourself less, right? For doing that,
1: right? Oh, ain't that the truth, man? (laughs) When you try to act in a way where you respect yourself, uh, you you a chain reaction starts first. Other people start respecting you, mm-hmm. and that's interesting because respect does not always look like like. When and when we at mm-hmm. first, it's like I don't I don't really know how to deal with this. Mm-hmm. But then you then over some time, I realized you know people weren't inviting me out to well invite me out to, to when when I was chasing like things would made me like. Now they got it. You know I respecting my time and I was I was out here being serious about about everything. But when we did get together, we're like, you know, let's get together and have lunch. Let's get together and have dinner. You know, I got invited. You know, <laughs> I've been friends with these people longer than I haven't. And and my second year of sobriety, after they were like, I think he's serious. Then I started getting invited to the family Christmas party and everything. Right? Like like real like real signs of maturity started to emerge, and I realized I just had a really bad relationship with alcohol. Now, I don't I don't want to make it sound like. That's the only reason. There are other things, man. Like, like my personality. I, I I'm not an all or nothing guy, but I'm, I'm man. I'm okay for all intents and purposes. I'm an all or nothing guy, you know. And and realizing that before it got me into trouble is one of the best things ever. I mean, like best things that could have happened to me. And not just for alcohol. Everything from how I approach my work to how I approach my friendships and and my relationship. It's it's a lot easier. It, t- it takes more energy to balance than it does to just let the thing tip to one side. Mm-hmm. And and I really think, by definition, most people try to exist as the average. But when you are when you are you know a standard DVA, when you when you have it and you, you get to the other end, man, you you gotta run with it. But you have to align that uh, with something that's gonna make you better. I, th- I think there's a lot of people like me in prison. And a lot of people like me who who have ruined their lives because they had the same personality, they had the same energy and and it never got aligned to something that would make them better. Mm-hmm. One of my best friends when I was a kid, he like you know how when you log in to like a certain app and it's like what was your, yeah, and, and one of the secret questions, uh, the name of your best childhood friend, right? Uh, that, 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 that's the guy's name I use. He, we, we, we got separated when we were like nine and then reconnected recently as adults. It's very similar personality, intelligence, freaky. His birthday is one week before mine. He had the same. Thing got aligned a different way and ended up becoming one of the biggest drug kingpins in my city. Holy shit!
0: What? So (laughs) why? 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 What was it though? Like, what was that moment of decision? What was it that made you go this way?
1: Oh man, I I, I tell this story and really, sometimes you know, I, I I'd like to give myself credit. I like to say I thought through it. Okay, but you know, if if you want to be real, I mean, I think one moment I had a moment of clarity and pain, because hey, it was a painful moment. I woke up, I was hungover. I knew I had pissed some people off. It was, I, I knew that nothing had changed, even though I was away for nine months in the military, and and I I had a moment. I sat and I looked at my future. Those those four things I mentioned: the girl, the sports, the school, the military, and and I said, okay. We know where this ends, right? You, you ever see The Matrix right mm-hmm. before Neil gets out of the car and he's running away and, and Trinity stops him and says, you know, you don't want to go down that road, Neil. You know that road ends and you know you don't want to be there. That is that is almost identical to what happened. I had, I had a brief, very brief moment where I looked in the future and I said, okay, I'm going to turn. I was 27 at the time. I'm going to turn 33, 34 one day. God willing, I'm going to do that. Am I going to be that age with more options or fewer options? You know? And, and it's I was like, if okay. I keep going down <laughs> this
0: path, this is where I'm going to end up. And I don't want to end up there. Is that kind of what you're saying? Pretty
1: much. And I, and I know people, you know, you, you, you tell kids that and, And they just kind of brush it off or they don't realize the importance of it. Mm -hmm. I think I I got that message and I I came to that conclusion on my own at at a key moment, Mm -hmm. because if I wait a year longer, maybe I make a a really big mistake, even six months. Every, that's one thing that really dawned on me with sobriety, Every, every day, you don't have control, or you're not trying to get better. is a day you're getting worse. A day you're likely to do something you know ir- irreversible. Mm-hmm. And at that point, then your apologies and your recovery means nothing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what? So what is it? It's like what drives you now to be to be that person that you are? Like what is what is your driver? Um.
1: <laughs> I first I'm I'm not particularly satisfied. I mean you you want to talk like things that I can count. I mean I don't really think about monetary limitations for standard living anymore. Like like I'm you know I'm in, I'm in, a, I'm in a nice apartment, I got a computer, I got food whenever I want. Um, for the more I can, yeah. You know, I mean, if I could travel, I could go anywhere. Um, there, there, there there's not in the sense of most people's lives, no limitation. I want the next level and then I'll probably be content in terms of like what drives me to chase anything related to money. Like, like I'd be, I'd like to be able to hop on a first class flight anywhere at last, the last moment, right? And mm-hmm. not think about it. Mm-hmm. Now I gotta, th- I gotta think about it. I really, I really hate thinking about things, which is great because I got a girlfriend who I was telling her yesterday. I said, you know what's great? You are very conservative. You know, uh, she's in the travel industry and all this happened. And I said, you know what's cool? You got like, you got, you have, like, a savings account, and, like, you saved it over time. I have a savings account because I just had an excess amount of money and in, in, like, 12 or 24 months from, from making it. So, so, you know, together we're good, so it smooths out. But I want to get to the point where I'm not thinking about things like that, okay? Mm-hmm. That, that's what drives me in terms of, like, making money. But but even still, if that never happens, I mean, I'm going to die one day. Shit, either, gonna, either I'm going to pay off and, and have a bunch or I'm not. I want right now. I, I want. I have an image of who I see myself as. Talk and, to, and I want to hear about girl. that. What is that like? And 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 that guy, you know, I I, I like. I want to be good at chess. I want to write cool books. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to teach. I really feel like um do do some experiences, and we can get into that if you're interested. I really feel like my my purpose on this planet. Is to teach, or at the very least, I'm I'm so much better at it. Like I have the right, right. personality traits to, to come together that I think you need to be an effective teacher. Like that, that's my gift. Like I believe. Like,
0: yeah.
1: So so I have that, and Where I really want to teach. Leave. Um. So so right now, I'm I'm just working with people on on writing on, you know, whether it be for Twitter or our website, you know, kind of like how we first got connected. I'm mm-hmm. doing a lot of that. Uh, prior to this, I was actually tutoring kids in, in chemistry, physics, mathematics, basically anything not basically the things that are hard you know because they're the english is easier right? <laughs> for a lot of people uh and and i don't want to teach it anyway it's it's very subjective but but learning how to solve and walk through problems is cool uh, I, I had done some some boxing and stuff too working with 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 people and that there, you know breaking down my thought process and then trying to get it through to them uh but but really really just anything like like if i if i have an a, an an even ounce of expertise in it, but but I'm humble enough to know you You got to know you shit. you can't just there's a lot of people who just want to be teachers and I was never me growing up like I want to be a teacher like no, 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 I, I know like two or three things now well enough to where I would feel comfortable giving you my instruction and investment for like 9 to 12 weeks and then, you know, sending you out in the world and seeing what happens. Because the worst is when you teach somebody the wrong stuff and they come back and they like, you, you told me this. And I'm like, yeah I did. Uh, let me treat that. <laughs> like, I really so, believed it at the time though. <laughs> so, so yeah, I just you know, whatever it is that I understand and grasp, I don't mind it at all. Um, So if I end up, if I end up, like a lot of people don't know this. Well, I think I told you this we were talking before. Um, Right now, sure. I mean, I'm I'm doing the whole digital thing and, and building money up that way and it's cool. But like my, my real goal, man, I'm pretty sure I'm going to go chase my PhD. Mm-hmm. Like and, and, and I'm doing that one because I want to contribute to the knowledge base of this planet. There are a few things that are interesting enough to me to get involved. Uh, I like learning. And then that sets me up in a position to, to go teach somewhere. I mean, uh, like, I, like I said to you before, if I'm doing the same thing in 10 years, that is, that is a real failure. It doesn't matter how much I've earned. Because... Because here's the thing, and maybe you can—I I bet you can identify with this. Um, there comes a point where you realize that making money is neither is indi- not an indication of, it, of anything. Like once you understand how it works, you can just kind of see it everywhere and do it. It doesn't mean you've—it contrib- doesn't mean you've contributed anything. It doesn't mean you've made the world a better place. It, it doesn't even mean you're fulfilled. Like it—it it just means you got some money. Um, and and it took having just a little bit of money to to really have that hit home. Like, it's one thing to say it when you're broke, and then mm-hmm. people just think you're sour-graping it. But it's a totally different thing when you're in a position to go, you know what? Uh, I really I really would rather be studying, training, or maybe running a gym and teaching people in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the whole, uh, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, um, I always like, so they picture, like, all of the activities that people do, right? Like you just watch them like right now, we're sitting here having this conversation, right? Or like, you know, if you follow me along my work and I meet with people and have a conversation like, and then somewhere underneath that is this money stream. Like some money are cha- is change- are changing hands. And for me, it's like, it's almost like the two aren't really connected. Like I get to do the things that I enjoy doing, like having this conversation with you right here or, talking to the people on my team and doing fun things together, learning together, growing together, like, you know, like that's that's the fun part, right? And like the money yeah. just like is like, it's kind of there and like circles, we don't need to see it these days, right? It's all just numbers in a computer
1: somewhere, right? So, yeah, it's really, um, I think I think you have to have a certain mind and you once your mind is free, you can go, okay. I understand money. I understand fitness. I understand relationships, whatever. Right? Right. And and then you you you're more or less free and content. Uh and then, you know, then you build on top of that how can I how can I add value and meaning to my life? But I was thinking about it like this, right? M- money's like fitness. You look, just because you're fit, that doesn't mean uh anything else about you. There's a lot of mm-hmm. man, there's a bunch of guys in prison that's what, that's what they do, man. They work out and lift weights uh, and do bodyweight exercise and everything. Man, these, these are fit, strong guys. They're in prison. Right. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 it, you can develop any part of your life
0: mm-hmm.
1: in a vacuum. and mm-hmm. it will, Or rather, every part of your life kind of exists on its own. But it takes a certain level of... Awareness to go. I I want all of this, and and I want it to kind of work together. No, if yeah, that makes exactly.
0: Sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the 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 thing that I'd add to that is like you mentioned like your money, right, and your your relationships and your health. Like we want all of this to, to work. And the the thing that I would add is like is your creativity, right that that expressing yeah. that unique thing, unique voice that's yours and just yours, um, which you obviously are doing, right. Um, get those really charts working together <laughs> in an integrated way. Like, I mean, that's it. You're set, right?
1: And then, and then, you know, I, I think about what. Like, we're sitting right here having this conversation, and it's, it is 1:24 p.m. on a Monday. And that (laughs) that kind of freedom, man, you can't (laughs) you can't pay for that because look, there are people who who probably make more than I do, but they don't have the kind of freedom to do what they want. And there are people who make less and maybe they they don't have to be at work, but that ain't a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, That means they might they might be wondering uh, where they're going to be in 30 days when the rent's due. So it's it's really an optimal life that we're pursuing. Mm-hmm. And an optimal life, you can't have just one good part of it. I mean, ain't nothing, nothing would be more embarrassing to me, anyhow, than being 35 and being in sick, head-turning shape. But I got to worry about my car being declined when I go shopping for food. Right. Nothing crazy. Right. Yeah. And likewise, um, for, for many people, this would be just as embarrassing if they had they had, a, you know, they were making a million dollars a month, but but they were all, they were 35 and probably needed a triple bypass in like a year. And they they, 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 they can go to bathroom and they got to, you know, reach for it in faith. They're not sure if they they can they can look down and, you know, see the thing. So there are. Well, <laughs> we don't just, and it takes time, it takes time, like, like I know, I know that even though I consider myself a late bloomer that that I think the late blooming is almost like like from a, I, th- I think when I get older I'll look back and i go, you were not really late blooming, t- it takes time to have everything come together the right way and you feel good it, it, it feels like me. that now because I think because because you look at what you were doing right, and you look at what you're doing now and I will and and say what I'm doing now, uh, I've been doing, which is living intentionally and kind of pursuing a goal without any of the distractions since 27. I go, man, if only I could have been doing that at 20, where would I be now? And, and that makes sense to us because of how we relate to Tom, but it doesn't make sense when you think about how long it takes to learn things, man. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, you know what blows my mind every time I read it, that your prefrontal cortex, the part of your brain that like says, yo, that's a bad idea, bro. Please don't do it. Uh, that does not finish developing until you're 25. Oh, yeah. And so, like, <laughs> and, and so, so part of me goes, okay, you know, is it my fault? Uh, you know, but it's our a Yeah, I like <laughs> that. Hey,
0: I wanted so I'm curious. Like in on your journey, like what are what are some of the um, most challenging things that you had to face about yourself? Like what are those places that you had to go inside in order to become who you are today?
1: Oh man, uh, there's always you know if if looking in the mirror is not uncomfortable, you are either not looking in a mirror um, or. <sighs> Or you're a psycho, I don't know. Like I just, um, and and I, and I, I preface what I'm about to say with that because you, you have to, I remember the first time I had the courage to just be like, look man, I ain't, I ain't shit. Like, I mean, I am nothing. Mm-hmm. That's what I felt. And to be able to look at yourself and say that it takes to be just humble yeah. and go, okay, I did badly. But because I did that and I made changes that gave me the ability, when I lost my first fight I got. I mean, I got knocked out in the first round. It was embarrassing. It was on TV for the whole world to see. It was awful. I couldn't look at that video for seven months. It was like it was like it was like um it's like breaking up with a with a girlfriend and and being able to finally look at pictures of you guys together, right? But once I looked at it, I could get back and I started training for another fight. But then I got injured during training, and then just decided um, boxing took too much risk. Versus where I was at in my life now, but uh, it wasn't until I could look at that video that I could feel comfortable going back into the gym and train. You have to always look at the the areas where you are deficient, where you are where you're not the best friend, where you're not where you don't have the best habits, where you're not treating yourself right. Where, it's interesting,
0: right? Uh, because it's is is that like striking that balance between like. If you if you're if you're deluding yourself about how good you are and how far you are, it's kinda like that roadrunner where you're like you're running in, in midair, right? So you're like your feet are not touching the ground. <laughs> so like you can run all you want, but you're not really really gonna get anywhere, right? Um so we wanna look ourselves square square in the eye and be like, this is reality, right? But we also yeah. don't wanna go down that like I'm useless, I'm nothing, like I'm terrible. Uh, okay. that, that, right?
1: that is hard. That that's that's hard, but that is a sign of maturity. You need to be able to look at a thing with as little bias as possible. You're trying to see it mm-hmm. as it is, not as you wish it to be, not as it makes you feel, not as any not not with any preconceived notions. You just have to look at it, and then you have to. Once you look at it, you have to also go. Okay, how do I move forward with this information? This is a very. This is not easy, and this is not a matter of intellect. It's not a matter of will. It's not a matter of emotional control. It's. It's. It's this kind of. I wish. I wish. I got. I have to learn a new word. I have to learn a word for this. But it's. It's like looking at a river and seeing how crazy that stream is. And we're just accept the acceptance of reality. That's all it is, right? I, I was coming up with an analogy and I just realized all it is is accepting reality. And if you can accept reality, then you have to also take that same mentality and go, okay, what can I do about this to help me reach my goal, to help me get what I want out of the situation? Mm-hmm. Too many people get their feelings involved, get their ego involved, get their hopes or their fears, and those drive you either way, uh, in, in opposite directions, but away from what is what is really uh, in front of you. And you can solve a lot of problems this way, and, and it's not just you know life problems, me anything. Uh, it, I always when I whenever I sit down to help someone solve a problem I'm trying to solve my own problems I go okay what am I trying to get out of this and then I work backwards and I think a lot of people just they they can't even work backwards they get stuck on these 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 uh, obstacles where the bark is worse than the bite they just seem scary but when you sit and think about it you go okay okay so I got to make I got to make 500 just I got to make $500 for my rent all right, man. Now right, this sucks, but what can I do? I can. Well, okay, I can go. I can go donate plasma. I know that, or uh, <laughs> something <laughs> like that. Right. uh um, I, I I got a few friends. I bet I could borrow something and let them know I'm going for it. And then in the meantime, start. Applying for some jobs and I'm just thinking about we used to call it the rent shuffle mm-hmm. when I was <laughs> When me and some friends lived together and it was just a goofy thing, but but not nah, that, that's all it is man um is looking at is, is looking at reality and you're part of reality mm-hmm. And you got to be able to look at yourself and go. I'm 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 deficient and that's hard because we 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 don't want to I don't even think people want to lie to themselves I think it's more they don't want to deal with the discomfort that comes with admitting that kind of thing to yourself. So, so I don't, I don't think it's this intentional. I'm a to myself, whatever. I, right, I think right.
0: people, no, yeah, are just like, yeah. But,
1: yeah, But but if we get past that, man, the world's yours. A lot of people operate on nonsense. <laughs> I say
0: that. I, I, yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. I'm with you. Which is fascinating, right? Because like that, it's not. The shift isn't that like it's yes it's a challenge and it kind of can feel big inside like but once you make that shift it's like oh you're like oh it's was funny. that it like is like oh, okay I wanted to touch on on politics because you, you you tweak sort of politically uh, <laughs> uh, charged things and like how like how did you end up sort of in that world and and how's that you know what, for you? You,
1: you know what's crazy about this man and I, and I think it's okay so first let me preface this and, and it's so interesting you said said politically charged things I don't I don't vote I don't pay attention to politics I mean I, I'm aware of them because it's kind of hard not to be given my position on Twitter and we'll, we'll dig into that a little more because it's highly relevant but for the most part like I don't put my mind on it because because from my perspective, doesn't matter to me. I mean, like, sure, I'm sure, like, you know, some decisions will ultimately affect the livelihood of my kids, or some if I have them, right? But, but my day to day life, look, I lived in a project with four different presidents, man. Nothing changed, and that taught me that I had to pull myself out, and and I had to worry for myself. So, in this, so mm. I just, I just never felt connected with the process of voting, and then my That's brain goes. That's a powerful goes,
0: message man. right there.
1: Oh yeah, and then and then my brain went, well man! There's like millions of people, and there's only two people to choose from over a million in the, in the <laughs> presidential election, and, and and even on smaller ones, there's not that many more. I mean, it really doesn't seem like it makes a difference. I hope no one takes that message and adopts it in mass because it only works for me because most other people don't do it. Okay, if we all stop caring, then we got a problem. Anyhow, with all that I said. How how did? Because I ran a poll. I was like, you know, one one day I said, you know, do, do you guys think that I voted for Trump? And a bunch of people wrote back, no, but I think you probably lean more on his side of the spectrum than you know. I don't even know who his opponent was, Hillary Clinton, or or or. In other words, people said I probably lean more Republican than Democrat. And then a buddy of mine who's in the um. The D 2 C space, he said. He was like, you know, a lot. He's a, a black guy who went to, uh, I think, West Point. Really successful when He goes, you know, a lot of self-made black men tend to lean Republican naturally, anyway. And and it got me thinking. And this is why I come off a certain way. I think, even though I don't try to my whole stance is is self account you know self-reliance accountability you know i don't i don't look for anybody to hand things out to me i don't try to control anything i'm i'm really focused on me and doing me and and i take i i have such low tolerance for excuses i mean like i really do probably lower than, than than i think uh, even a hardcore type person. I mean, look—if you just own, be like, "Man, I just messed up. I'm uninterested. I can deal with that." But when you start giving me excuses, then you know then we got a problem. And and what I found is that runs very counter <laughs> to a lot of a lot of liberal ideas. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, and may, maybe they're not going to say, "Oh, we want someone to take responsibility," but they're going to support things that I'm I'm realistically just going to be relatively if not staunchly opposed to and it just it just is interesting how that goes i try to be not i mean whatever the issue is some things i think about i'm sure like like some issues i'd be considered liberal some might be considered conservative or somewhere in between like libertarian but um my whole thing is self-sufficiency and that seems to just align with Uh, conservative libertarian
0: it's interesting right that 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 self-reliance and and you know being responsible for yourself in your own life is like why why is that even a political thing like why is that even like a conservative issue
1: right well you know why it's a political thing because because so so what's supposed to be the purpose of the government right to 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 manage and, and take care of its people right? yeah. you know protect them from threats foreign to police domestic threats the idea, you know too much government and you, you get something like Orwellian too little government and you got something like the wild wild west and I don't think we want either one of those mm-hmm. we, we want something in between you know where, where God can't rob me but don't bother me while I'm smoking weed in my house like that kind of thing uh, the problem is balance is very difficult if not impossible to achieve for one thing but then when you take that across a whole spectrum and a whole a whole country three hundred and thirty million people and they realize the power of politics the power of getting a, getting a group to go that is wrong or that is right if you can if you can hijack and you can put a cause behind another one that people already feel strongly about yeah you know i always say humans are excellent at corrupting any system no system is perfect i don't care about communism totalitarianism uh (laughs) capitalism whatever you want we're gonna corrupt it that's what humans do man okay uh and, and what i was saying like you know putting issues behind a certain thing one, one of the things i pay i was paying attention to because i thought it was interesting it's uh is the the whole fight for trans rights right and and there was the big thing about the the bathroom in north carolina and that was crazy but but here's the and for those not familiar with the story, the idea was that you know uh, some states said that they're not going to allow people uh, of who, who were born a sex a certain sex where they weren't going to allow them to use the bathroom of the sex they now identify with. Whether you think that's crazy or not is is not the point I'm trying to make. The point I am trying to make is that they. How, they they attached that to the gay rights agenda first which is a which is a cool kind of attachment that makes sense in my brain okay where you're going to go with it but then they were then they then they attached it to um the civil rights movement and that's where I had to go okay see here's the thing you I didn't I didn't get a choice to be born black you know I, <laughs> and and furthermore um the way we were treated at that point is is there's it's, it's nothing you know it's like there's gonna be no fire hose there's gonna be no dog sick during you because you try to if you try and do a stand and use the bathroom like like it's a completely different thing but but there's that that connection they can make. And so I, I thought that was i <laughs> i I think those kind of things are really interesting, but that's the power politics they people think and they go, okay if we can if we can get them to think about us the way they thought about them right. blacks eventually we're, we're gonna be in Same good name. shape, and then our agenda is gonna it's gonna be pushed forward, and then we can push another agenda forward, you know oh. <laughs> so um, on that note, like
0: I'm curious, reparations pro or pro or con.
1: Oh man, I'm against reparations. Every here's why, right? For for somebody goes, call me an Uncle Tom, whatever, right? Because at this point, I've heard it all. I don't care. Um, very much against it because look, here's my argument for for um, or here's my argument just about slavery in general. And I was actually talking uh, to Naval about this. Is that slavery is one of those things that was a method of building you know we we didn't have technology you people think it's some kind of magical coincidence that, that the slave trade does as the is the industrial revolution starts what happens is that the machines are just more efficient than people one of the reasons the south got their ass kicked is they were not technologically caught up to the north mm. they just they just couldn't hang um, and then not slavery won out over slavery because it's just a more f- feasible economic system. Mm-hmm. But but our struggle, you know, we'll, we'll, this is just recency bias. I'm I'm here because I'm I'm here in America of of this skin tone because most likely uh, somebody in my family was brought over here and was used to help build the country. And then there's the whole fight for us integrating in the society and everything as free citizens but every country was built on the back of slavery you know because if you give us reparations what's next you know the the the, the chinese get reparations for the work they put in on the railroad to the, the japanese for the internment camps that right. they and, and the and the suffering they endure them? that's that's just a black on history and that, that's all it is, and, and you gotta remember, man. It ain't like people forget this. It's not like every white person had a slave, man. You had to, you had to be, you had to have a little bit of money to have a slave. You know, it's mm-hmm. not <laughs> we we weren't just these uh like like they make it sound like that that up and down uh the the east coast of America uh th- there were just these hordes of blacks like cars just working everywhere. Like it wasn't really
0: like that. I mean, yeah. it wasn't. You know? To me, there's also the, the, the that like self reliance aspect of it, right? Like, I mean, the 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 like, how is someone's great great grandparent was a slave, and like, how is that gonna? No, yeah, like, now now
1: with that, this is this is where my because I, I think I see where you're going. Um, like, this well, the, is a part
0: the of what matters today is the decisions that each and every one of us makes
1: today, right? Completely agree with you on that. Here's here's the other cause, because because I weigh the I weigh the issues out and I go okay. Uh, I don't think reparations would make a difference, but I'm also not prepared to think that. Uh, it, okay, let's say you were born in 1950. That means that today you'd be 50. Uh, your grandkids, would, well, not not today, I'm, I'm, I don't know why I jumped to freaking 2000, you'd be <laughs> 70, uh, <laughs> uh, you'd be 70, which means you likely had a kid, you know, who's going to be in their 30s now, all right, well, why is this relevant? If you were born in 1950, you almost certainly have a grandparent mm-hmm. that was a slave, slavery didn't get abolished for like 1861, fo somewhere in that right 1860s all right and then there was the whole um, reconstruction of the South and all these things uh the, the Jim Crow laws all of that there is there was a a, a there was a history that made it very difficult for African Americans to make progress and progress is cumulative if your parents come you know start out with a house and some money and you ain't gotta live in the hood uh you're probably gonna have a bit of a jump Mm -hmm. uh now what what does that have to do with somebody you know sticking up a liquor store today no you know better man like uh but, so that's why I'm like, okay, well, would reparations all of a sudden change your mindset? I'm like, no, that's just throwing money at something. In fact, in fact you, you want to know what happened in reparations? Dave Chappelle's got a great, I mean, hilarious skit about this, where, where all of a sudden they get the reparations checks and then go, or we, we, they, whatever, right, get the reparations checks and then... We go and buy, buy rims, phones, shoes, all that, right? And all the money just goes back to where it was in the first place, which is in the hands of the wealthy. Right. <laughs> and the right. you know. so, them. Totally. So yeah, my, 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 my argument, maybe I'll tweet this to, to um, kick the hornet's nest, is I am, I'm very much against reparations. But not because I don't think uh, we we should get anything from it, but because it just wouldn't make a difference. Um,
0: it wouldn't work. Yeah. I,
1: I think I think in, in one you, you you all money does is exaggerate the problems you already have, or or amplify the virtues right. you know present within. If we you can look at lottery winners and see that there's a great there's a there's a great study about lottery winners. got books have been published about this. If if you if you ain't right, you can't just suddenly get a million dollars and and then, and then have a million dollar mindset. Right. Like no, no. Um, you, you didn't build that. <laughs> no, no. But in, in a way, you know, you, you you're probably gonna go do some dumb stuff, man. Like that, probably some of the stuff that you did that made you broke. <laughs> the difference is you can afford to do it now. <laughs> right? Yeah.
0: Which is even worse,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. So, like, hey, man, we it's it's time. This has been like super fun, uh, super uh, long, and uh, I didn't intend to end up with uh, in reparations, but there you have it. Here we are. (laughs) I have two two final questions for you. Number one is is where can people find you, follow you, interact with you, engage with you. Here's
1: the, here's the great part about me. I feel bad for anybody born with the name Ed Lattimore after who wants to do anything remotely related to a personal brand because I got Ed Lattimore, the website, Ed Lattimore, the Twitter, Ed Lattimore, the Instagram, Ed Lattimore, the Facebook, page ish my, my 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 personal facebook page is my full name edward Ashley Lattimore jr but but my fan page is ed Lattimore boxer so like that so so ed Lattimore just just type that in, right. you'll get a bunch of, i think my wiki page is ed Lattimore too like it's nuts easy
0: to find great man thank you and final question like what is one word that you want to leave or one phrase that you want to leave our audience with
1: the difficulty of a task is irrelevant if it is vital to your success. All right. I'm a, big, I'm a big fan of that idea. Stop stop worrying about how hard something is, just if it'll make a difference or not. and Do it. If it was easy, everybody would do it.
0: Cheers, man. Really, really appreciate your time. I really appreciate you. Um, thank
1: you so much. Like This is really fun. This is really inspiring. Yeah, man, I had a good time too. Thanks for having me. I really mean that.
0: Thank you for listening to the podcast episode. After 20 years as a serial entrepreneur, it's my passion to bring you ideas and insights from some of the best entrepreneurs, leaders, and thinkers in the world straight to your phone. We're gonna be launching many, many more podcast episodes in the future, so please subscribe and leave a five-star review if you found any value at all from today's conversation. Your reviews and feedback mean the world to me.